0: Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RFC minicast. I took a one-week break because of life and such and being a grown-up and things like that. But I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. And I'm back with three, count them, three powerhouse voices. Brian Kilby, Melvar, Headmaster, don't call him Titan Master, Don. Boys, how are you on this fine evening? Wet, rainy, and cold. Aw, oh, Don.
1: Oh, it's actually really nice here.
2: Uh, I almost got hit head on like thirty minutes ago <clears throat> do tell uh, I was driving to get gas, and I was on the phone with diecast of of all people okay uh and um <laughs> a car came into my lane, so I swerved out of the way and he came all the way into my lane as he passed by me and then he just stopped in the middle he just stopped about forty or fifty feet behind me and just 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 sat there so uh I turned around and went home so <laughs> What was that about? I don't know. It was
0: it, freaky.
2: Yeah, like if if I hadn't swerved out of the way, I might not have been hit hit head on, but I would have definitely been sideswiped.
0: Wow, yeah. man, we almost lost Brian. I know. Scary, or, scary or, or the, stuff. Or,
2: or the car that I bought for Botcon 2012.
0: Uh, yeah. How's that car doing, by the way?
2: That's got 120,000 miles
0: on it. Whoa, I love it. You get your money's worth out of vehicles. I, will say I
2: drive a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your commute? Uh, 60 miles each way.
1: Man, what about you, Matt? Oh, I got an easy commute. I got about 17 miles each mm. way. And you, Don? Uh, about 26 miles round trip,
3: but <laughs> you have to factor in the deer. Okay. Are they, are they bad drivers or Oh, what? yeah.
1: Slow yes, drivers. Deer. Well, no, they're, they're ter- terrible. They'll cut yeah. you off all the time. Mm.
3: Yeah, they're they're terrible pedestrians. They don't they don't use they don't use deer crosswalks or anything.
0: Man, uh, hey, I had a close call with a deer back in the day. Those things will kill you, man. You got to be careful. Hey, um, I want to jump onto the topic now. Enough deer talk. Enough traffic talk. Enough um, Brian almost died talk. We get we get those stories like regularly. I feel anyway, guys. I feel like we've got a fair fight on our hand in this room. On one side, in one corner, um, it's Don and John, who err on the side of giving uh, Fun Pub credit, if not more credit than it's due here and there. And then in the other corner, Brian and Matt Melvar, who do not do that. Um, we have now all five of the figures that are going to be in the Bicon box set for next year. They're polarizing to say the least So I wanted to take this mini-cast and talk to you guys about all five um, Obviously talking about the Tripredicus Council Which is the polarizing part of this, um, of this box set But uh, also, you know, there's Ravage and Tarantulas kind of thrown in too First of all, before we kind of dive into the five characters specifically Next year is the big anniversary for Beast Wars, 20 years um let's start with the general question. Um if this is how we're celebrating 20 years of Beast Wars, what are your feelings on that as far as like is this is this enough? Is this satisfying? Are you okay with this? Is this about at this point like the best we could really get because who knows what Hasbro feels about uh, about Beast Wars right now? Brian, I'm going to start with you. For the big 20th for Beast Wars, if this is it, what are your feelings, just generally speaking?
2: Personally, I if, if this is it, it's completely insufficient. Um, but I am a long-term Transformers fan, so been there, of course, when we had nothing. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this was it, and I'll just have to basically suck it up and live with it. But yeah, if this is it, um, I am really disappointed. Melvar, what do you think?
1: i don't really have any connection to beast wars uh i boo yeah i never (laughs) never watched it i mean it was it was during that time i had like after school activities i had lots of stuff to do outside i was getting out of cartoons so pretty much truck not monkey
0: so that's interesting though like from your point of view then like this is a tribute to something that you don't have like a connection with so so what do you like what is your read on this box set then
1: it's a combiner, and I think I need it
0: because you're a combiner wars like yeah. fanboy. Yes, I am. <laughs> so that kind of saves it for you, as far as like you need. That's the it.
1: only thing that saves it for me.
0: <laughs> uh, Don, what about you? Now I know you have history with Beast Wars.
3: Yeah, I do. I do. And if you had asked me this a week ago, I would have jumped in and I would have said uh, with uh, to, with Takara and Hasbro using combiner war figures. And and the club being restricted by what they're able to have access to, I would have been fine with it because I know there's behind the scenes drama. But after talking with Xv on Twitter, he did also point out next year is a another anniversary that a lot of people have forgotten about, myself included. I'm sorry to say, it's the 15th anniversary of Robots in Disguise, and he had pointed out that we could have gotten the. As an alternative, we could have gotten the Hotspot Mold as Fire Convoy. We could have gotten a X-Bron, Prowl, Speedbreaker, uh, perhaps Ultra Magnus from the Rook Mold. It would be, be a down-scaled Ultra Magnus, but it could be fiction to back that up. And we could have gotten Godfire Convoy as a five-person combiner versus just Optimus and Megatron, You know, either a different reality or, or a changing of the guard. And after speaking with them about that, I really think I would have rather had the Robots in Disguise anniversary and something along those lines than the Beast Wars cars.
0: So, real quick, Don, which do you like more, Beast Wars or Robots in Disguise? Car, Robots 2000, whatever.
3: I like the story of Beast Wars a lot better. It's as a better told story. It's more inventive, and it cements its place in the mythos with a lot more importance but from a toy standpoint, there's probably a lot more love for robots in disguise uh, figures than there are, be- than equivalent Beast Wars. Like, you know, I want my, uh, Fire Convoy is one of my favorite Transformers of all time. So, you know.
0: Brian, I want to hear your comparison robots in disguise slash car robots versus Beast Wars. Go.
2: I mean, one was. The basically rebirth of Transformers, and the other was a filler line that popped up, you know, between the gap between Beast Machines and the Unicron trilogy. So, dang. I mean, so I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I like it. I yeah. I I think, I think I like it now better than I did when it first aired. But it's not a high watermark or a really important. It's not real. It, it's certainly not one of the more important uh, Transformers series that. Oh, have, wow. So I, yeah, totally.
3: I mean, I totally agree. It's just you know, some a lot of the figures are special to me.
2: uh, I I like some of the toys, and Mm -hmm. you know, I'm intentionally a little hard on some of them for you know to to pick on Don because I love Don, Um, but you know, Beast Wars toys. I think for the most part, uh, maybe not for the most part, but uh, there are a lot of toys that are still really good. But I can't really point to that many robots in disguise toys or. You know, uh, Beast Wars Neo Toys or even Beast Wars Second Toys, which are typically a little better, uh, that really stand up that well because most of them are just, uh, you know, like a robot with like either a car, you know, a car hanging off its butt, or maybe a robot with a horse <laughs> hanging off its butt. So even the toys really aren't that great. But yeah. you have some, you have some like Rail Racer that are pretty cool. Yeah. But it's they're they're mostly forgettable toys.
0: Hey Melvar, uh, were you getting back into Transformers by the time Car Robots and Robots in Disguise came about, or were you still kind of on the outs?
1: That's what actually caught my attention was when they when they the car they brought the cars back. So that's that's when I started back in.
0: Yeah, see, I don't know. Like it's weird. Like I, maybe I'm just kind of like misremembering or remembering in my own kind of reality distortion field. But I feel like Robots in Disguise, uh, Brian, when you were describing like the rebirth of Transformers, I feel like. That, that was robots in disguise, at least in my head because we went back to vehicles and we went back to Autobot and Decepticon and I, I don't know I seem to remember like everybody kind of flipping out just on that on that stuff alone that we were kind of going back to the G1 uh, terminology and um, vehicles and all that stuff. so I don't know uh, it was certainly a really interesting like turning point. We've never recovered, so to speak. like that would kind of like send us tumbling towards the eventual like classics stuff that we haven't shaken in almost 10 years um yeah, so I know. you know uh, but I will agree with you that like that is like a really funky time in toy technology like it's su- it feels like super dated it's almost like um like early like Nintendo 64 games like they may as well be a hundred years old now they're so like oddly dated because they're in this weird transitional phase
2: yeah that's true and I, I it may be a Japanese thing too I mean you know beast wars and Unicron Trilogy stuff, um, had to sell in a, in a, U.S. market. So the toys aren't necessarily just, uh, you know, all, all the kibble that, uh, the Japanese toys, mm-hmm.
0: uh, were, so I, it may be a cultural thing. So, um, so that was a fun tangent. Let's, uh, let's steer our way back to the task at hand and let's break down, let's break down this Polarizing, <laughs> controversial Bicon set that we're gonna get. Who knows what the souvenir toys are, but at this point, what does it matter? We've got enough to talk about here. So, like, let's. I have
1: uh, a pretty good idea. Let's get
0: let's get these uh, let's get the tame guys out of the way. Ravage and transmetal, I should say transmetal tarantulas. Very important distinction since we just got tarantulas. Thanks a lot uh, from Fun Pub, uh, but this is different. This is transmetal uh, tarantulas. Okay, Ravage and Tarantulas. Tarantulas is from the Rook Mold, and uh, Ravage is from, what is he? um, Breakdown. Breakdown, yeah, again. And um, uh, they're okay. I mean, Ravage is, it's not not, um, unprecedented that Ravage, thanks to the alternator, turned into a, 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 from car to cat-headed robot. So there is something there. And um, Transmetal Tarantulas, if anything, has always had a, a very intriguing color scheme, I suppose. So, um, so let me go round Robin again, Brian, when we got these first two ravage and tarantulas, what were your impressions? Were your hopes like up high? Like, what did you think once we got these first two reveals right off the bat?
2: Uh, I was like, Oh, I might actually get this. Uh, my, my hopes were very high. Uh, I love tarantulas. I love Transmetal tarantulas and I love, of course I love ravage. Um, And I saw these and I thought, oh, this is great. Then, though, I had the realization that they are retools of existing toys, so they don't transform into beasts. I mean, obviously, I know that, but there's a difference between knowing that and, you know, like being completely aware of it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, OK, well, I, yeah, I guess I can live with that. Of course, then once we got the rest, I uh, got the Tri-Predicus Council, my uh, interest really waned. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, I I hear that a lot. Um, Melvar, what about these first two reveals? What what were your takeaways for them?
1: I love the Rook mold. I do not love the breakdown mold. So,
0: so one out of two. Yeah, Don. What about you? Well,
3: the breakdown mold with the cat head for Ravage is, uh, you know, it's kind of expected if you're if you're doing a uh, a a pre-beast. Pre Beast Wars, that are set on Cybertron or with vehicle modes and stuff. I kind of like the I kind of like the Tarantulas Rook because it's something different than the motorcycle which we just got. Mm-hmm. And that if he's a member of the Secret Police, and you still have actual Autobots and Decepticons running around, they outpower the Maximals and Predacons significantly. Mm-hmm. So he would probably need a body much different than we're used to seeing him in. If he's a member of the secret police, taking down characters five times his size.
0: Don, you're so Don. I love you. I love that you weave this story that that makes me almost buy buy into this. Almost makes me buy what they're selling. I love it, Don. Never change. Okay, let's um. Now let's just discuss. Why don't we just put it all on the table and we'll just talk about all three kind of in unison? The Tri Predicus Council when when they announced this. Um, this box set, uh, the theme of this box set, it was called Dawn of the Predicus," and I think a lot of people right from there guessed what we were getting. And we got what they were guessing, which is the three members of the tri Predicus Council, C-Clamp, Ramhorn, and CicadaCon. The biggest thing I would say with these guys, certainly I maybe the selling point, the um, the subtle or unspoken selling point, is that... One, C clamp is clearly based off Scatter Shot, for what that's worth. Oh and and Ramhorn is apparently based off Nosecone, or what would have been or may yet still be uh Nosecone. Con is just a reprint a repaint of uh, who is that? Air raid, I think. Maybe yes. perhaps, yes. So um, So he's kind of, you know, he's kind of the third wheel. But uh, we've got what could be a canceled or maybe down the road nose cone. We've got scatter shots and we've got a lot of red and a lot of silver and a little black across the board and a very literal interpretation of the tri Council. Brian Kilby, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, Like, I mean, obviously, uh, it's too red and it's just (laughs) like – Um, I mean, no offense to the guys who write the BotCon fiction. Friends with many of them. But the BotCon fiction is not going to make me like or appreciate um, the BotCon toys. I mean, it's just not. I have to have an appreciation for whatever it is going in, or I have to like the toy. And these just... They don't work for me. I mean, the fiction for the Tri-Predicus Council is minimal, and it's... (laughs) If they're non-entities to me had this been like a maximal set and you went with Magnaboss i could have got behind that you know i mean magnaboss again is a uh, unless you go by beast wars uh, second um, uh, is is a non-entity but at least i like the look of the the character i, I like the look of magnaboss i like the look of the individual characters and if you go the japanese route i actually like the characters themselves so um yeah i just I don't. I no, this doesn't do it for me, and uh, it's disappointing because I would love to have a Beast Wars uh, combiner mm-hmm. for Combiner Wars. It's just I can't do it. Can't do it.
0: So Matt, I know that the uh, the power of combination compels you, but uh, as far as like the, the the trio themselves, what are you thinking?
1: I have no frame of reference for the characters that they're homaging here.
2: They they have no character. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, well that you're helps. correct, sir. <laughs> that helps um, it does give me hope that I'll see a nose cone one day
0: yes there is that
1: uh, the fact that they're reusing air raid this is actually the first retail reissue of air raid
0: well, really that, wow yeah,
1: that's that's the one they haven't they, they haven't reskinned yet I'll be I think you shared some parts with with uh, skydive. skydive
0: yeah oh yes of course
1: Oh yeah, this is skydive, not airy. This is skydive. Ah, okay. Catacon is, is skydive.
0: Save your tweets and emails. We corrected ourselves. So uh and
1: uh well, sorry, but uh, C clamp is basically it's the scatter shot tooling, and basically the colors we're getting scatter shot in.
0: That's true. Now I didn't even like realize that. Yes, maybe I guess a, maybe a different shade of red, but red all the same, right? Yeah. And a really funky head. That's the one where like the new head isn't. I'm going to have to see it in 3D. I'm going to have to see it like in, in live and in living color. But right now, like the shot that they used, to uh, the the PR shot of C-Clamp, the head's kind of questionable. So, uh, Don, what do you think of this trio?
3: Well, uh, they're from Beast Machines, so unfortunately that automatically gives gives them a strike against them. Nope,
0: Beast
2: Wars. Yeah, they're um, Beast Wars. They're Beast Wars, dude.
3: Well, I mean, as far as, you know, I, I know they're Beast Wars toys, but the but characters the char- are from are beast machines
2: as no, far as character. No they're not.
0: They're beast wars. They're
2: beast wars. They they uh they they were in the agenda, right?
0: Somebody called Mons.
2: Yeah. Somebody get okay. Mons. Alright, well I mean I mean
3: I I mean I thought they were also referenced to the Dry Predacus Council from Beast Machines. Uh well, No I'm sorry, never never mind. I'm sorry. I'm I am completely and totally yeah, I mean, Wrong. I, I'm sorry. I'm giving yeah, my myth those mixed up. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. they're from,
2: I mean, they're from the agenda. Remember they yeah, sent ra- they said yeah, ravit They sent ravage.
0: I'm sorry. I I got Nobody I got, blames I'm, you since their are ca- they on camera time so to speak is maybe like, um, like 3 seconds. Yeah, like yeah, 90 sorry. seconds <laughs> Todd. Oh, the love
1: of beast machines has clouded his judgment. Yes. Uh,
3: indeed. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um but anyway, um You're the toy man, Don. What do you think? I need to see this combined. Mentally, I cannot put the characters together in any combination where these colors are going to
0: work. Is there any like character that you can think of that they would use as the super robot's identity or the combined robot's identity, Don? What do you think? I can't think uh, of anything like I, I can't. Uh, you know, it, they it'd be kind of cool
3: if they could call him like monstrous. You know, the combined form is called monstrous. Sort of like a, a little bit of a Gobots nod there, um, but I, I'm really drawing a blank. Th- this set, so am is, I. you know, this set is really it, it's it's not that it's a bad
0: set. It's leaving almost no impression, which in some yeah. cases to me is worse. So that leads me to my next question, and this is probably like the most important one for anybody at Fun Pub: Is will it sell? So FunPub has they. They've had some big hits, and then they've had some misses, and that's fair. You know, I mean, we, we all know, like, they work. They, hey, they work hard every year, but it is what it is. They've had some, some big hits, some highs and some lows, um, especially when it comes to, like, low-hanging fruit. They've kind of knocked it out of the park, as they should. So they had the um, their first go at Beast Wars, which was a big hit and you know pretty easy to put together and then they had the classic set which is a massive hit again pretty easy to put together as they should be so you know i mean they did they they hit the ball when when uh, when life threw them a beach ball they knocked it out of the park as they should but they've had some you know some misses some missteps here some not so great sellers like machine wars apparently was a not the hottest thing on the market um brian put on your business cap what do you think as far as like commercial success? What are the prospects of this set? What what does your gut tell you?
2: I mean, it doesn't have to be a commercial success. It's mm-hmm. a botcon set. I mean, it just has to uh they just have to sell through. So it depends on how many they produce. I, I don't see this being the most popular set they've ever done. Mm-hmm. I, I I absolutely could see a Beast Wars set being the most popular set ever, but not this Beast Wars set.
0: Ooh. Agreed. Hey, uh Melvar, what do you think as far as like sell through and demand and such. What do you think this one's going to do?
1: I honestly don't know how to gauge this one. I mean, I know people love their Beast Wars, but I don't know if this is close enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Don, what's your gut tell you? Uh, I've got a feeling this one is going to be
3: a lot of people will be picking it up on the secondary market after the initial heat dies down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I hate to say that, and you know, not trying to jinx, it, not trying to jinx the sales or anything, but I think it's just one of those. Eh, it's a combine like 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 for Melvar. It's a combiner, and a lot of people are going to want it, but it's not going to be what it could have been with a different focus.
2: Like aftermarket, I could see myself picking up uh, Ravage and uh, uh, the, the the Tarantulas. So, I, but not the others.
1: Mm. Uh, I I do I do want the set, but not for the Beast Wars reference. Just it's a it's a combiner.
0: <laughs> At least you're honest about like what does it for you, Melvar. Yeah. Um I think uh you know, I think a lot of it um I don't know. I you know, i I think a lot of it comes down to a lot of it comes down to how they market it from here on out. And the other, the other like wild card is just the timing of BICON is so different relative to recent Bicons It's way earlier in the year, which is why we have this, like, all this information so far, like before Thanksgiving. Um, There's just a lot of, like, factors at play here that, uh, that are different versus, like, recent years. So I'm not sure. And then, and then the souvenir toys are their own thing. Let me throw this at you uh, to close the show. I am of the mind that they need to mix things up and go ahead and disclose and promote the souvenir toys far ahead of time, especially when you might have a set like this, which is running real hot and cold with fans, that if you feel really good about the souvenir toys, and I assume they would or they wouldn't be doing them. Exactly. um, Use those instead of like the reveal at the show where you get that like that feeling of like specialness, I guess, if you're at the show, you feel that for about 30 seconds. And then the world knows about the souvenir toys. If not before then, go they ahead and before. use them. Yeah, if, if not like well before then, go, I mean, ahead, go ahead and use them as promotional tools. What do you think, Brian?
2: I, I mean, eBay is where that's announced. So, I mean, right? there's not a lot of specialness to, to uh, the uh, items that are the souvenirs for the most part. I mean, occasionally something will slip through. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I, I absolutely agree. I think you should try to sell it on the souvenirs. I mean, if there is something that is a souvenir that will make me want to, uh, I, in business, at least, uh, where I work, we call that like an attach rate, attachment rate, mm-hmm. uh, to get somebody in to buy, um, you know, uh, a complimentary piece or whatever. Um, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if they're awesome. Uh, I'm, if we got, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it would probably be another couple of deluxes, or maybe a deluxe and another Voyager figure that you could interconnect with this. Maybe you can make. Maybe uh, there's going to be enough um, uh, souvenir pieces that you can make a maximal combiner, or you could make like uh, you know have other Predacons that you don't have to use the. Um, maybe the reason they're including the TriPredicus Council in the box set is because that's what's not going to fill – as um, as mm-hmm. uh, like uh, souvenirs, so maybe they'll have a Megatron, or maybe they'll have um, I don't know an Inferno or somebody like that. And, sure. and if they do, they should absolutely promote those.
3: Well, I kind of hate to bring this up, but since we since they are doing the souvenir sets, obviously, and they're going back to the format of doing the same character uh, in troop builders. Not like they did the Alpha Trizar and the, the other figures a few years ago. One of the one of the convention exclusives could well be a set of limbs for Cyclonus. If maybe they use uh. the Alpha. Uh, so, I'm I'm just saying that would be a perfect slot to get some limbs for Cyclonus specifically as one of the troop the troop builder figure for this year's botcon.
2: Uh. I mean that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't really be Beast Wars.
3: Well, remember, they, they've used the souvenir set to fill in gaps from yeah. previous years, and they could always have these as just drones in the background of the comic like the Waspinators were last year. True. But they're actually just made, like, hey, has some Cyclonus limbs, <laughs> and, and that's what they really are.
0: Hey, Matt, what do you think of uh, promoting the uh, the souvenir toys, kind of like being done with the idea of secrecy and just using them as uh, marketing tools?
1: I think it would be a great idea to let us know ahead of time. That would give people more plan or give people more time to plan and save up. You know, if they know they want something like for instance mm-hmm. this year I did not get the box set. I I bought the bottle, the battle trap out of the box set. I did not get the box set, but I did get the Diaclone souvenir set because that's what I wanted.
0: Mhm. Don, you are a Botcon veteran. What do you think? Is it time to drop the charade and just promote everything that's going to be at the show.
3: I think I think they need to, John. I think they need to, because uh, the last couple of sets have been hits or misses uh, with the, the amount of product that was left over. Uh, if they're going to keep anything secret, it probably needs to be the convention-free exclusive, just because uh, the, those people attending get that figure free with the set. Mm-hmm. And we know it's going to be one of the molds from something. So, I mean, the mold choice... Is not really going to be that much of a surprise. This just how they do it up in the character. Fully agreed. Yeah, so uh, yes, that, I
1: agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. So that
3: that needs to be kept a secret at show. Besides, we'll still find out come Wednesday or Thursday from the convention club people that go there for the uh, the modeling. I mean, the modeling class and That's stuff. That's true. But yeah, the souvenir sets, and if nothing else, it'll help people budget better a little further out. To say, okay, I like this set. I want to get two of this set. to troop build these. I don't need that but they'll spend the money elsewhere for other things for other souvenir sets possibly so
0: good call good call you know I was talking with uh, with Tony Fitz uh, I think in a pre-show a few weeks back when we did a show with uh, with him a mini cast with him and he was talking about if you do the math that we're at a point now where we get more Bakon toys than we used to get Transformers toys in, over the course of an entire year so yeah true it's an insane amount of of toys which you know I mean again like I guess you know it's part it's their business model but still credit funpub for effectively releasing their own line of transformers every year it's pretty impressive whether but you we, love them or not but we, i
1: think they would do better if they advertised yes the stuff they were going to be selling Into. I, mean,
2: I mean don't we get more gi joe figures from funpub than gi joe is actually available via retail now thanks to like the subscription service and stuff
0: uh, yeah i think if you add up all that uh there's there's probably no doubt that you get more from FunPub. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. They're, they're, they're effectively their own toy company. I mean, they're using Hasbro's resources, but they're still like cranking out like uh, original content, so to speak. Very true. Yes, very true. Um, hey, guys, thank you very much for joining me on the minicast. This was a fun one. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's meet again as we get more BodCon news and see if it, if it changes our opinions. So thank you for joining me. No problem. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And uh, I would like to point out that uh, Don sounds like he's on an NPR channel because he's on a new mic, and he's never sounded better. And you guys are here listening to the velvet, dulcet tones of Don because uh, because you love us, and we love you, and we would really love you if you went to tfradio.net and clicked the Amazon link. And they did your holiday shopping on Amazon just like you normally would. Don't buy anything extra. Don't buy anything for me. I'm good. I'm good. And Brian's good. And Don's good. Yeah. Uh, but if...
3: Well, you, well no, I wouldn't say that now.
0: Well, uh, if you go to tfradio.net and buy Don something shiny and nice, maybe Matt something shiny and nice, um, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket, and he uses those to keep the podcasts going, flowing, and free.
2: And pay for things like Don's new microphone.
0: See? You paid for that.
2: You paid for that, listeners. Gosh,
0: you paid for Don sounding like a bajillion bucks. And you paid for
1: it without having to do anything extra.
0: All you had to do is go to tfradio.net. Click the Amazon link and continue to do your Amazon purchases like a good American or citizen of the world, as it would, as it is, as it were. And, um, and again, you support us by going to tfrader.com and clicking the Amazon link. So until next time, this is John for Brian, for Don, for Matt slash Melvar. This is the RFC mini Minicast. We will see you next time. Music provided by bensound.com.